I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. Well, ladies and gentlemen... We find ourselves collectively through the first wave of the haze of this virus. Many stabilised, adapted and then innovated. And as endurance athletes, we realise the weather is improving in most places. And maybe, just maybe, there are races on the horizon. Don't get your hopes too high yet, folks. So where to now, as an endurance enthusiast... How should I approach training in the coming months? Is it more of the same? Can you create laser focus in the continued fog of uncertainty? Can you build a platform and begin to drive towards that emerging stronger that we talk about so much? You bet. I answer today and build the next part of the framework to help you thrive. The transition to training towards emerging stronger. It's time to ramp it up, folks, and I don't want anyone getting left behind. Pull your socks up, grit your teeth. The coming weeks can be a ramp to strong like bull. But you are going to need to sweat like a rented mule to get there. Now, before we continue, I think a message. Let's do the squaddy update. The last month's have collectively pressed athletes against the wall. Loss of races impacting motivation, training opportunities disrupted, elevated stress in today's society, a collision of worlds all under one roof for weeks and even months on end. But, as we have discussed many times, there have been silver linings. And this last week, we asked our Purple Patch athletes for their silver linings amongst all of this craziness. And I just want to share a few quotes of the more than 100 responses and comments that we got. After all, if I said all 100, we'd spend the rest of the show doing it. But bear with me here. Here were some of my favourites, the silver linings of the Purple Patch athletes, squad athletes, individually coached. Here we go. Number one, like the recent event, though hard on some and in some cases tragic, everyone's routines have been broken up and with thrown out assumptions. And these have forced everyone to reevaluate and reprioritize. It was a shake up that was long overdue, and I'm now starting to see the real growth in myself. Interesting. Someone's got in themselves. And growth has come out of it. I love that. All right, number two, the silver linings. I have in this phase, and I realize that this is ironic, but actually met more people via my training than I ever did in the prior life. I like that prior life. The way that I've done it is through the life coaching, a truly global connection with the live purple patch coaching. I've also managed to be really consistent in strength for the first time. 
I think that's terrific because I think that's a whole part of it. We had a start at the start of this virus where we said, when we cannot be together, we need to be together like never before. And that live coaching, and this person's right, it is truly global from Ecuador to London to Kansas to San Francisco. You can share and you can connect. Modern technology does have its uses, I think. Number three, I found myself enjoying the process of training and actually having the courage to go as easy as you would actually like me to do in those easy sessions. Lockdown ended up making me wiser as it de-stressed the time crunch that I always feel like having into the race. I just hope that I can maintain the attitude as I actually head into a proper race season. That's super. That's right at the heart of the matter. Growing in mindset. We're going to talk a lot about that in today's meat and potatoes, folks. Number four, building connections in a new and better way. Serious positive vibes here building my business, using my training mindset as a platform to grow my business. The situation actually jolted me into action. I'm growing out of this experience. Challenge creates growth, folks. Number five, connecting with other Purple Patch athletes, the coaches and the pros in all the life coaching. I've been alone and yet I've never felt so connected. Well, there's someone that's been listening to the podcasts and the webinars, haven't they? alone but never so connected number six i used to do the bulk of my training when my kids were at school but now they've been integrated into my training and it's been amazing they run intervals with me at the park they cheer me on while zwifting we do strength and core work together bada bing family occasion something for you but something for the whole family i love that Folks, i wanted to share those with you just a few pieces of the puzzle that bubble up in the elements that help people, not athletes, people thrive. Staying strong in adversity, the power of community, the bigger picture of this journey. Races are great, but the backbone of performance, health and sport is way more powerful than just a singular event or even a single season. Emerge stronger, we do it individually, but also as a group. And now, I'm not going to make this too funny. Let's get on with the word of the week. It's an important one this week. Barry, do your thing, mate. It's time for a bit of reflection. Strum the keys. We like the way he thinks. Serious with the way. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the dictionary word of the week. The word of the week this week empathy and I begin this word of the week in many ways unscripted not even sure what in the heck I'm gonna say so this is off the cuff but here it goes I feel like it's important we find ourselves this week in America I think in a time of reckoning on the back of an epidemic that has caused untold disruption and human suffering and I think it's important to acknowledge much of that suffering burdened by lower income and minorities and now we're collectively together thrown in a situation that forces us as a society to stare straight into the mirror and face truths. This week the fabric of society has been stretched, it's been challenged and it's confusing and it is for sure 
challenging. As leaders of a performance company, it's confusing for Kelly and I. What's our role? What should we say? What can we do? And I'm sure that you might be facing similar questions. Because we realise that staying silent is complicit, but at the same time, just thinking that a social media post checks the box of getting the job done is way off the mark. There's little noble to my mind of just posting a couple of lines rattled off of my keyboard then going about my business. Kelly and I can't pretend to understand what it is like to be a person of colour in America and beyond. The only thing we can do is commit to listening. We can be open and engaged. We can be outraged by what we see. And we can lead with empathy. But most importantly, we can learn. We know, we believe, and I think this is nonpartisan in saying this, leadership is lacking in these times. And that adds to the stress. And society and all of us in that society are being challenged. But Kelly and I believe that growth can come from that challenge. We also know that it's going to be a really, really tough few months. And our challenges are going to stay with us well beyond this year. I don't think it's going to be comfortable. But both of us do believe that good can come out. And it's not just about institutional racism. It's about xenophobia, homophobia, sexism, income and opportunity disparity, wealth disparity. This is all part of a larger picture that this situation could ground us and should ground us in personal reflection. So what can we do? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I tell you what we have done so far. Kelly and I have engaged the whole Purple Patch team to try and join us, Kelly and I, in growing, in learning, to take steps to understand more. And over the last days, we've spent time searching for, reviewing, and to begin to read topical books. Something we should have done, and we haven't. So therefore, we have, in some part, been complicit by inaction. But we won't be now. So in the show notes, what we thought we'd do is we would share some of our favourites so far. And I hope that you will join us in reading, in learning, but more importantly, listening. It begins with us, the individuals, and we can listen, we can learn, and we can change. It's so much better than just posting on social media and think that you've made some big change. It might make you feel better, but a post doesn't change a thing. And so my word of the week this week, guys, empathy. Take that and use it. We must be empathetic with ourselves, with others, the situation. And we must grow. We must listen. The word of the week this week, empathy. And now we get on with the business du jour. And with just a little bit of vigour, Let's get on with the meat and potatoes. Yes, the meat and potatoes this week. It's all about training. Just following up from that word of the week, I have posted 
all of the books that we think are interesting in those show notes. So before we move on, please have a little look, see whether you can get some of the books for your life. But the meat and potatoes this week, well, it's all about the next phase of training. See, if we look back and we go all the way back until February or March time, COVID strikes, destabilization, boom, the world was moving under our feet. And the focus for the initial months was really in phases. The first phase was just to find a bit of stability in life, to ensure that we had immune system support so that we weren't overstressing. We were all in a place of highly elevated stress and fear. But pretty quickly after that, collectively, we had our athletes really move into real training. Too many were stuck in the light, 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 go easy, don't do anything structured. But we made the decision, and I'm thankful for it now, to get busy. Under that stability and structure, let's get moving. And for you long-time listeners, you'll know that began the catalyst towards emerging stronger. Let's get out of this phase, which will last, we don't know how long, as an advanced athlete. And we did that with several components around training. The first is that we had a lot of training with what we identify as soul filling, really supportive training to mesh with the high variability of the energy and mood and stress that so many had with change of life schedules and everything else that was going on. And we realized that that soul filling, lower stress training was highly effective it set transitions to the start of the workday and the end of the workday for many. It provided a real escape, hence the word soulfilling. It created really nice baseline efficiency and fitness, and it had the effect of building tissue resilience, therefore a longer-term platform of health and a greater capacity to absorb training, hard training when it came back on the docket. And so... That was really the heartbeat of the last couple of months of Purple Patch training. But it wasn't all easy. We also put in an emphasis around strength. And we targeted making several components really central. Number one, self-care. So really thinking about mobility and joint health. Number two, core and stability work that was done at home. And then number three, adding strength as much as we possibly could in the limited environments that many people had. Okay, it all sounds very accessible right now, doesn't it? But for you guys that have been on the athletes and on the journey with me over the last two months, you probably won't reflect and say, wow, that was easy. Because there were elements that were really freaking hard. They were really freaking hard. The build the engine a couple of times a week where we did very high intensity. And that was all about raising the performance potential, building the size of our cardiovascular capacity and our ability to generate high power. So that was the backbone of really what we did. A lot of efficiency work, a lot of escapism, but a lot of high value resilience and strength work. And then, of course, building potential for the future. And over the last two to two and a half months, it's been highly successful. People have managed to integrate training into their life. They've seen performance improvements, but more than anything, they have prepped to prep. 
they have actually set a platform where now, as we find ourselves now, we begin to build. But it's also important to consider what we didn't focus on over the last eight to ten weeks. What we didn't do is much of an emphasis on building over distance fitness. We didn't think about building endurance too much. We didn't have even a sniff, not even a <laughs> tiny sniff of race readiness and race specific work. We turned our back on getting ready for races because there weren't any races to get ready for, and we also avoided generally. Extended intervals, intervals that are around your threshold or maximal steady state, and these types of intervals are highly effective at boosting fitness. But after a certain amount of weeks, can also lead to creating fatigue or what we might call, as a coach, getting athletes flat. And so we were hesitant to prescribe much work around your maximal steady state or threshold. Because we felt like you might boost fitness very quickly, but then you wouldn't have anything to leverage or use it with. Underneath all of this training, as we find ourselves now creeping into summer, there was one other thing that we asked for: an evolution of habits, improving specific performance habits, and one of those for many athletes. Was hopefully to go on an exploratory journey to learn how to improve mindset and approach to training generally. How can you evolve? How can you maybe take it a little less seriously while still being deadly serious about performance? How can you gain perspective and come out of the weeds? How can you actually invest in global health with proper eating or sleep? Different habits for different people, but really having time to focus on some of these elements when we're not compressed with an upcoming and looming race. And so, for those athletes that have been on the journey, for those of us that have spent the last couple of weeks thinking about habits, but also engaging in strength, doing a whole bunch of soul filling, and then a couple of times a week getting a big kick up the ass. With the build engine, high intensity training that we've delivered, where are you sitting? Well, collectively and individually, the vast majority are pretty fit, sharp, evolved, resilient, healthy, and so therefore it is a perfect time. And this word is important to reflect before we start charging forward. And maybe coming up on upcoming races that may or may not occur, I think this is the time to pause a little bit, and as life does begin to return towards a new version of normal, we can, as athletes and fitness enthusiasts, no matter what sport you're in, begin to take action on that opportunity that I've talked about in the last weeks. We want to emerge stronger, and there is opportunity to leverage, despite the adversity. But now, we must take action, and to do that with clarity, we must reflect. Now, as we record this, it's June. For many endurance athletes, there will probably not be races of substance until, well. 
I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but July, hmm, maybe August, potentially September. Yeah, maybe October, November. Well, here's the truth. As you start to look forward now and the weather starts to come into the positive, there are one of two things that will happen as we look ahead. And I think this is a great time to accept either one of these paths because so much of it is not in control. The first, and this is a potential, no races will happen. That's one thing that could happen. We might collectively go into winter and look back on 2020 and see it as a washout. The second is that over the coming months, races will begin to emerge. And if that's the case, we need to be ready to race, to charge into that, and then build on that into next season. Now, let me say this at this point. If, 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 if racing does occur, and if you do things right in the coming months, you can have a wonderful back end of the year of personal performance. You are still in a place that you can hit wonderful personal performances. And let me also say this. If races do not occur, well, if you do the right thing over the coming months, you are likely priming yourself for a massive personal performance season in 2021. It will be disappointing that races don't occur in 2020. And we will discuss some antidotes to that disappointment in future weeks and months. But realise that the work that you will do, the stuff that you've done over the next eight to ten weeks, and then the opportunity that you have to walk into over the next coming months, will not have been done in vain and will not be wasted. Remember our theme, emerge stronger. Those words have substance. And if you stay on track, the very worst outcome that you can have at the end of this season is that you have improved and that you are primed to show those improvements next year. Now, I think with everything that's going on in the world, things could be a lot worse than that year. I think there are some others that are in potentially a tougher spot. And so, de-stress. Racing happens, we need to be ready. Races don't happen, we have improved. That's the lens. But it is individually on you and your approach to step into that opportunity and do the right thing for yourself. And so, with all of that grounding, how should you approach the coming months of training? Well, Let's break it down into a few areas. Mindset, building the plan, and getting it right in execution. Number one, mindset. We have to start the mindset section with some blunt truths. So here are two, and we should face them. Number one, there are a whole bunch of unknowns. We should, and we will plan, and we will execute that plan, but no one, no one, really knows what's going to happen. There might not be any racing. 
We might charge forward with training and not receive any training reward, racing rewards this year. We don't have clarity in many of the areas. We are building a plan while still in the fog. But we should still drive towards a destination and we must acknowledge that that destination might ultimately change. The second blunt truth is that there is a very real potential that we begin to emerge and we come out of this thing, but we might have to retreat back into our holes. Just like any journey of performance, progression over the coming months is likely not going to be linear. But in this case, we should appreciate that the situation might begin to return to normal and then we might be forced right back to square one. These are truths. You cannot and should not hide from them. You cannot control them. But what you can do is control your attitude and the various aspects of performance that are within your wheelhouse of control. And so as we continue on the path to emerging stronger, it's going to be critical that we remain as coaches, as athletes and fitness enthusiasts, What's the word? Come on, help me. What is it, Barry? What's that, mate? Oh, yeah, that's right. Flexible. We must remain flexible. You've heard me say before, life is not a spreadsheet and that a training program should always be a live document. Well, this is radically evident in the time ahead. I promise you that a dogmatic lens will crush your performance and your spirits. But if we lean into being change-able and self-aware, that mindset will empower you and it will enable you to adapt and respond to the evolving landscape and schedule. You have this in you. Because if you're an endurance athlete or a fitness enthusiast, the skills are already baked in. Now what you need to do is apply. And if you struggle with this, if this concept feels alien or if it's really challenging and you find yourself being reactive and panicking and not being changeable, get good. Improve. Seriously, step up. Get good. Because you can. It's actually a decision of yours to make. If you are chasing perfection perfection of plan execution, you're going to end up in a cul-de-sac of failure. But if you're responsive and open-minded, well, you're going to be bathing in the perfume of performance. There you go. You'll remember that, won't you? The perfume of performance. It smells wonderful, doesn't it? And so over the coming months, with our mindset, let's absolutely commit Two, maintaining the great parts of your training over the last months. Yes, the pieces that have worked really well over those eight to ten weeks that we talked about. Let's also commit to continuing to apply any positive habits that you've managed to adapt over those months. Let's remain patient with your approach and still give yourself plenty of wiggle room or leeway to rejuvenate and restore. The last thing that I would want for you as you start to look forward and start to emerge stronger is just to go back on the way that you were before. As from an athletic standpoint, 
I bet that how you were before, well, I bet there was plenty to improve on. And so with that mindset grounded, let's get practical. Let's talk about building the plan. Let's talk about mapping the type of training that you should be doing. As I find you right now listening, I hope that you're relatively fresh. You might have been doing a good amount of intensity as a purple patch athlete, you would have been. And so what should you do? Well, as we come back to the training, we say that, yes, the last two months, we've been navigating the uncertainty and we've been leveraging and looking to still develop athletically, emotionally, and as of course in the mindset. But really the goal was to put ourselves in a position to which now you can build from. And so that's why I labeled the last couple of months of training as preparing to prepare. We were setting the stage to prepare. We now come into this next phase. What should we call it? COVID-2? I don't know. But these next two months represent the next phase. And this is where everyone has opportunity. No matter how well the last two months have gone, you are now positioned to move forward with performance. Still with uncertainty, but with a good chance that you can get a little more equipped to take a step up. And so the mission over the next two months is not to prepare to prepare. The mission is to get primed. Now we want to shift the training focus to begin to get primed. So what do I mean by that? Well, as your world opens up, so can your performance readiness. Most have more access to outside training and we can take the supportive and general athletic development of the last months and start to bridge or move towards, I never thought I'd say these words, race approach. You are priming. It isn't foundational. Instead, you're actually going to start to edge towards real conditioning. And there are two outcomes out of these in the coming two months. The first is that this block of training upcoming represents the bridge between ad elevated athleticism and racing. But also, in these next two months, by bringing us closer towards race net readiness, you have the leverage to spring into any races with really short notice. And so this is the plasticity of the approach. We start to bring up the conditioning and we need to be ready to spring into action, whether it's in three weeks time, seven weeks time or 12 weeks time. And so the upcoming training takes you from great management and athleticism towards race readiness. Yes, this shift in approach and mindset, this program does get you faff. That's right, fitters. I forgot the last word. But we begin to develop race readiness. Now, of course, we don't want to train ourselves into a gutter where we're ready and primed to race, but there aren't any races to be had. We just want to be trained to be primed to get ready for racing at really short notice. 
Great. I've got it, Matt. Thank you. I'm emerged. I'm going to maintain my mindset and I'm going to get primed and emerge stronger. Great. Uh, how do I do that? Well, let's talk about execution of the plan. Let's talk about what it is. So we have just had athletes in a snapshot doing lots of social and easy self-filling training, lots of short and snappy, the high intensity engine builders, strength and tissue resilience. But remember that we didn't have a big focus on resilience development from a pure fitness and endurance standpoint. It shifts. Here's the snapshot of the upcoming training block for purple patch athletes. We begin to integrate extended intervals. We're going to see less, not a complete removal, but less of the one minute to three minute very high effort intervals. And instead, we're going to extend more towards four, five, six, eight, nine, twelve minute intervals. Very strong resilience development. Yes, that's right around that threshold effort. We're also going to start to build, aligning nicely with the improving weather, our general conditioning with endurance and muscular resilience. Yep, nice weather allows fun adventures. And in doing so, you're going to start to find resilience and conditioning that lays the readiness to get ready for the endurance that you need for race conditioning. It's not just about improving power, it's improving power over the course of the duration of the race. And number three then, is we're gonna to start to bring back with great force, ah, the special sauce. My absolute favorite. It's not Worcestershire sauce, it's end of range training. My real joy of endurance performance and never forget this, the strength-based intervals. In cycling, that means that we're going to be building resilience with some very strong and very low cadence pedaling. High torque, low cadence. 40, 50, 60 revolutions a minute at a very strong effort. In running, it means that we're going to be doing power and strength hill-based running. It is the special source. It's what we love. It is the backbone of race readiness. And finally, we're going to maintain the absolute power and critical components of strength training and self-care, mobility, core and conditioning. Those are the four elements that we're looking to do. Extend your intervals, four, six, eight, 12 minute intervals, very strong threshold efforts. Building endurance, the special source of end of range and low strength or low cadence pedaling, and of course the backbone of strength training. And this platform is a bridge between building the potential to the absolute readiness to race. It's gonna be about two months in duration. But, and I think this is where we need to remember and I keep reminding, it also can be easily evolved at any time to ramp into an event and still be truly ready for that event. Now, I haven't lived through an, a pandemic like this before, but I do know training. And this approach will continue your athletic development. But 
it will also bring you closer to race readiness if that opportunity comes. Now, that's the backbone of what we're doing. But there is one thing that I haven't mentioned yet. There's an important piece of the puzzle rather than just shifting training to one to three minute high intensity to longer steady state tempo and threshold intervals. I think that your success isn't just about changing the key sessions or shifting the mindset to general conditioning. That's just the first step of this puzzle. The bigger and most important question is what needs to stay? Remember we talked about this with mindset a little bit. But as we start to shift our mindset and the world begins to open up, this is a wonderful time to think about what you need to keep from the last couple of months. These coming months are the very ones to carry your own silver linings into the next two months and to carry those silver linings throughout your performance journey as you move on. Many, many, many people, and probably you, were hit with a host of what we might call happy surprises. And those happy surprises came in the form of training or life or routine, habits, all within the midst of this tornado of challenge. Some of the changes that we were forced to face ended up being highly positive. Let me just take a pause and be patient there. Let me say that again. Some of the changes that we were forced to make and face became highly positive. Think about that word of the week in our current situation this week. This is stressful, but maybe there's positives coming out. But as it relates to your training, I think it would be a colossal waste of a crisis if we don't cement some of those happy surprises into this next phase. So what are some of the most common that I've seen? Well, here's my quick list. Number one, retain the easy. That soul-filling element and low, low stress training, the social and escapism side of training is really healthy, provides high value, and it has the three-letter word, fun, plastered all over it. And so as you start to set forward and the world opens up and maybe race races come on the horizon, don't bring the bottom up as the bottom of your performance will drop out. Instead, keep it down there and allow a good amount of your training to be soul-filling, to be free, to have fun, not to worry too much about metrics. It is going to help you perform. Number two, roll with the punches. Over the last few months, many athletes that we've worked with have managed to just turn down the level of obsession and have actually managed to create a little more of, oh, what's the word, perspective in their training. Not every session has been this pass-fail assessment because there have been, quite frankly, bigger things to think about. But the outcome of this, as they've learned to roll with the punches and go with the flow a little bit more, has been that they've actually had 
greater enjoyment. And get this, folks, better improvement. Just because we shift the training stimulus and races start to come up, it doesn't mean that you have to go back to the old. You don't have to return to being Johnny Obsession that is no fun at a dinner party. Enjoy the ride. Keep looking at the flowers. Roll with the punches. You're going to improve. And my third quick hit list of my common please keep these is an integrative mindset. So many athletes fall into the trap of building training and then trying to force that training into a plan of life. And these last months have forced, yes, forced many of these types of athletes to absolutely pause and put, put what should be life's non-negotiables first. And then what they've done is actually take training and integrate it into that. That's the way that training should happen for every amateur athlete. The outcome of it is that there is a harmony between training, family and work. It's not balance, but it's a restriction and an expanse of different elements where they begin to work together. It is life, work, fit. And so... As you start to emerge and life comes back towards some version of new normal, lead forward, carry the mindset. And so those are the three. Retain the easy, roll with the punches and maintain an integrated mindset. I think you got it. Take the perspective forward and I promise you, you are going to transition to better performance than you've ever had. Now, before I leave, there is one more. One big, big one. One to leave you with. One that's kind of one of those drop the mic types of moments of the day. As you begin to emerge stronger and you turn up your training towards getting primed, Please don't forget your why. When athletes lost their natural calendar of races, there was the inevitable loss of compass. It was disorientating. And many lost motivation. It was tough. And it was a good thing. Seriously? Yes, yeah, seriously. It was healthy in the long term. Why? Because it forced you, forced you to reconnect with your why. How does this sport and your fitness fit into your life? What does it mean for you? What do you want to get out of it? And so please, as you march forward and begin reintegrating and begin to charge towards your racing, you must keep your why. Let that become your compass. Because by reconnecting with your purpose, you will excel if you now make your performance decisions and anchor perspective around that purpose. Your race results and your life performance will thank you. And so get out there and get cracking because we have no time to lose. 
Thanks for listening, guys. And now we just need to finish it up with our last second episode of the Peter Minute. Yes, the Peter Minute. Are you starting to feel that first inkling of inspiration? You should. Our new weekly minute, where we track Peter. Well, this last week, Peter has mapped his training program, and he has more than twenty-five percent confidence that he will implement as written. Peter also began his training, and I am glad to report it went very well. He does admit to a little soreness, and recovery was unfortunately impaired with the choice of one extra beer the evening of the big run. It didn't help his recovery, but he did make a purchase of a nice hydration system, a vest that is both fashionable and functional. But I'm afraid it didn't arrive in time to help his hangover. Week two does look promising, though, and his hopes are high. As he preps for a race that will remain unknown, and a Peter that has no last name, your Peter Minute. Thank you very much for listening today, you guys. Looking forward to tracking more onward and upward empathy. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, would really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Cheers.